I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to part one of the season finale of the No Rolls Barred One Shots. I am joined as ever by um, CBW's head of creative, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi, everybody. And what were supposed to be a series of unconnected one shots uh, by design so that we had something to fill the gaps between seasons has become a sprawling interconnected epic because we've read too many comics. I think that's a very fair summation of what happened. <laughs> um, but uh, we're not going to hold off any longer. We're going to drop you right into the episode. We'll be around to talk about it after the show. Enjoy Crisis Between Worlds. Hello and welcome to CBW, where the big boys are back with a vengeance. I'm Tom, head of time and space here at CBW, and these are our players. Hi, my name's Lolo. Hello, my name is Luke. Hello, my name is Adam. Hi, my name's Laurie. Hi, my name's Ollie, but you might know me better as the High Flyer. Rick Thunder. Right. <laughs> Let's do a fight. This slightly wonky glass. <sighs> the time, the 1990s. The place, an aircraft hangar at Naval Air Station Miramax in California. <laughs> the country is in the grip of a fear perpetrated by the mysterious and evil mastermind, Red Scare. Only two men have shown the courage and skill needed to combat this menace. Ace fighter pilot Rick Thunder and his loyal wingman Tim Quick. Today, after weeks of ominous silence, Red Scare has struck again and the trail of destruction leads all the way to the Bermuda Triangle. With no time to lose, Rick Thunder prepares his danger zone jet for what might just be the most important flight of his life. I love you, Danger Zone, you reliable, completely inanimate jet. Oh, we're going to have some good adventures together, and let's stick it to those reds. You feel a, a warm pat on your back from the, uh, the boyishly good-looking, blonde-haired wingman, Tim Quick. You tell him, Rick. 
Sometimes I think you and that Jedda better friends than you and me. Never. You're definitely my best friend. This is just an inanimate jet right now. <laughs> you are a, a person of flesh and bone that will never betray me. You're so loyal, Tim Quick. Rick, I promise I will be with you till your dying day. That is, that's such a nice thing to say. No <laughs> ulterior motives. What can I say? I'm a nice guy. And with that, you hear the clack, clack, clack of heeled feet as a young blonde woman runs into the hangar. This is a, a, a classic small town American beauty. Um, she has long, luscious blonde hair and a freckly face. But the best thing about her is her smile. It's your season one love interest, Julie Lovely. Rick, Rick, oh Rick, please, please don't go. It's, it's so, it's so dangerous. Red Scare has caused so much damage and panic and fear all across the country. I know you're, I know you're the best fighter pilot, maybe in the world, but please, please for me, just stay this once. Julie Lovely, season one love interest. Because I love you so much, that's why I have to go out there and finally defeat Red Scare and get rid of this scourge from 1990s America. Rick, Tim is, Tim is an excellent pilot. He's flown so many solo missions to resounding success. I mean, look at him. He's fantastic. Are you sure? Rick, I'm not sure if I can keep doing this. The, the fast life you want to live, I think maybe it's a little too fast for me. But I've got to go fast. I've got to go fast to protect you, Julie. Rick. Rick. <laughs> but I've got to go. You, you, you're going to slow me down. Rick, I really, really wish I didn't have to say this. I've been tossing and turning all night. I need you to stay here with me. It's either me or it's that jet. But if I choose you, everyone might be in danger. But at least if I choose danger zone, the jet, I can stop some of that danger happening. I'm sorry, Julie, but you're gonna have to eat alone tonight. Fine, fine. I meant what I said. Richard Thunder, I never want to see you again. And she turns and she runs. No time for that lovey-dovey stuff. Come on, Rick. Get in the cockpit. Let's go take care of that brilliant bastard Red Scare once and for all. Oh, I'm doing this for you, Julie. You might not know it now, but I'm doing it for you and our future family together. Sure. Let's go. Tim leaps into the cockpit of his F-16 Tomcat and guns up the engine. As, as you do the same, as the engines kick in and these two magnificent ghost grey fighter jets rocket out of the hangar and up into the sky to an uncertain future. Welcome, everyone, 
to CBW and welcome to this climactic night of Worlds Collide. Prepare yourselves as these interdimensional duelists clash inside and outside the ropes in the name of revenge, reclamation and retribution. We shoot forward now mere mere minutes but in fact years and years and years to the year 3000 a futuristic city unpopulated by people every man woman and child is inside behind a screen working to keep the machines of industry running and interacting with the world through digital devices alone but in the skies above the city a purple glow shimmers and sparks and erupting from this rift in space-time an f-16 tomcat that moments ago was hundreds of meters above the bermuda triangle now rockets into this futuristic cityscape and skids to a crazy halt atop a large open-topped skyscraper where's this we were just over the Bermuda Triangle just now. It was just sea everywhere. But now it's just cityscape and mechs. Beep boop, beep beep boop, beep boop. Yeah, I think we have somehow been hurtled through time to the year 3000 via some interdimensional portal above the Bermuda Triangle. Wait a second. How are you talking, Danger Zone? You were just in an animate jet minutes ago. <laughs> You somehow gained consciousness through the time portal? You're at the cockpit of this F-16 flips open and your ejector seat launches you out just a few meters into the air before you land gently, if a little shakily, on the roof of this building. Um, beep, boop, boop, beep. A few more sounds come from the jet and then you see the form of this jet start to shift slightly as its thrusters morph into the shape of legs and two arms stretch out from behind its wings and its cockpit folds down over its chest to reveal a sort of robot-esque face sitting above where shoulders would lie. Beep boop boop beep boop 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 beep. You're a mech now. I mean I was really scared a second ago and I still am because I am a thousand years from where I need to be but knowing that you're here with me maybe I can get through this and maybe I can find, find a way back home. Danger Zone reaches out a robotic fist um, in front of you to fist bump. <laughs> and just like that, your mind is back in the present day as you sit on the ground in front of the empty carcass of Danger Zone in the erupted storage space of Cruel Britannia Wrestling. Moments after the question collector disappeared, having drained every last jot of time energy and therefore every last jot of time force from the body of Danger Zone. The rain pours heavily on Danger Zone's metallic shell, and you are truly a man alone in time. I'm glad I just found this bottle of whiskey here, if it was so close to when that happened. I've been drowning my sorrows already. I Danger Zone's gone, and I was tricked by the question collector. I need to find a way to, to get him back. <gasps> the black box! That's where he's, his mind would have been stored. Maybe if I can find 
the, the, the man who did this again with the black box. He can restore my best friend Danger Zone. And with that thought light bulb pinging above your handsome head, we now travel to somewhere else in the city of London, to a room in a fancy townhouse in Chiswick. We find ourselves in a basement room in, the, in a fancy townhouse in Chiswick, where wealthy wax magnet uh, Desmond de Composé is leaning over a large bubbling cauldron of wax. On the shelves and workspaces by him are precise artisan's tools, scalpels, um, some calipers, some very fine, minute uh, sculpting tools. And there are like calipers and uh, conical flasks, speakers, Bunsen burners burning. Desmond is hard at work over this big, thick, bubbling cauldron. And there is a knock on the door. Uh, Lo, can you please tell us who steps inside? A very right-to-do, uh, youngish um, woman. I can't remember if she's youngish or not. We'll lean into it. Um, and yeah, she's with brown hair and <laughs> very, very posh and lovely. And she knocks on the door and she says, hello, dear. Not even turning around to look at you. You hear his cold voice simply say the words, I'm working, darling. But I thought you might like to know I redecorated the entire house because I was bored. I'm working, <sighs> darling. Oh, come on. Why don't you come up and have a look? We'll have a little bit of time together. He turns around now, quick as a flash, like eyes flashing with rage at this point. I said I am working, darling. What did we agree about my laboratory? What did we say? The one rule about my lab. Don't redecorate it even if I really... really Never come in my lab, damn it! (laughs) Now leave me, (laughs) darling, to my work. And he turns back to his cauldron and starts to lean in with some tools, scooping out bits of molten wax onto little tile surfaces. I go to turn um, and leave, but I hear a little voice, a little scriggly, scraggly voice in the back of my head that says... It would be so easy. (laughs) 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 And it would. It would be so easy. As that voice enters your head, you see uh, Desmond lean just a little bit further in, just to get at the really good wax. (laughs) I go to think that I want to push him in. I just want to push him in. That's all I want to do kind of simple and easy but the voice tells me to grab the pipes that he uses to maneuver the wax jam it into his system and fill him with wax so he can be as stiff and as boring forever well <laughs> that is 100 percent a real role <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hate real on this character. <laughs> oh, all my other characters are like plus a million. Um, five. Five. So you have the option of using your addict roll, but bear in mind the way this works is once you make your first re-roll on addict, um, after that roll is over, 
your real stat is permanently reduced by one and all subsequent rolls must still be made on real. You do have an infinite number of subsequent rerolls for different occasions, but each one will reduce your real stat more and more, so you can let it stand, or you can sacrifice something to roll again. <laughs> Can't do it this early on in the episode. Listen to the other voices. Do can it I, be so easy. <laughs> can I just sacrifice something small and get like half a point knocked off? That is not how it works. <laughs> like a fingernail or a tooth. If the sacrifice isn't big enough, then the power won't come. Okay, fine. I'm going to let this one ride. Do it. Um, okay, as you lunge towards him with these pipes, um, he hears the sound of your footsteps, your expensive heeled shoes on the floor of the workshop and spins before you even reach him. Um, just in enough time to sort of grab the pipes himself. And the two of you are now locked in a death grip on these um, wax maneuvering bits of metal. Um, hmm. As he... It's well known bit. If you won't get out of my lab, then get out of my life. And starts to manoeuvre you towards the wax cauldron. What are you doing? Um, oh, I'm going to go for a real classic move. I'm going to let him overpower me just enough so that I can pull out of the way and he can fall in. That's a work role. That kind of tricky manoeuvring is work. Do you know what? On this character, work isn't shit, so that's fine. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Um, that'll do it. Please tell us how you finally do away with your husband. Well, he is coming towards me and his eyes are filled with anger, but he's also still boring at the same time. I don't understand. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And I just kind of see his wrist and I hear that voice being like, it would be so easy. And you're like, <laughs> it would. And in a giggle, I just let it fall but at the last moment turns like to my left and he just goes head first into the cauldron before he even has a second to scream his cries of pain are muffled by molten wax and the most boring inconsiderate man um, in the world so dull is submerged in the material that he has devoted his life to by the woman he has failed to devote his life to and he is gone beneath the bubbles solidified forever in wax. It's a really big cauldron. I don't even know how we got it in the basement. <laughs> as soon as the bubbles calm down, there is a knock on the door. Um, a knock which causes the ajar door to swing fully open, and you see the tall, lurch-like figure of your man, servant, Paranorman. Oh, I see you've murdered the master. <laughs> <laughs> Always so observational. I love you. I love you, Paranorman. You're, you're so wonderful. How are you, dear? I live to serve my favorite things to hear and in keeping with my professional service there is a man at the door here seeking your professional services someone who needs a medium so he can contact the spirit of his best friend Ooh. wonderful get the tea we'll have a lovely time i'm so excited <laughs> i will send him straight to the seance room thank you okay um he makes his way back downstairs and greets you once again, Rick Thunder, in the lobby of Demonique's house and starts to lead you down a series of opulently decorated hallways and past some opulently decorated rooms to Demonique's seance room. Uh, Demonique, can we have a very quick description of what your seance room looks like? Bed. 
just red. It's red and plush. It's I want sheepskin on the floor. I want it to be a bad porn film kind of red. Um, everything's red. I don't understand why. I was just in a very red mood. I think it was just before I killed my husband. Um, so everything just in a very blood play. Do you know what? Yeah, and lots of vases and fresh flowers. It smells delicious. Okay, um, and as <laughs> as um, don't don't like red. I don't, I don't like I don't like red. How much fun! Really, sir, you sometimes you have to learn to red the room, and he closes the door behind you and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you are you are you are um you are alone with Demonique. In the sense room, Dominic is sitting at one side of the table. There is an empty seat waiting for you on the other side. Oh, thank you so much for meeting with me. Uh, I, hear, I hear you're really good at talking to uh, people of past. My, my best friend, who, who was a jet, who, who became sentient, there's a lot of time travel stuff. He, uh, I'm just a bit overwhelmed right now. He literally just died in front of me after a big, massive fight thing. And I've got his mother box here. It's like a black box. I think it's got his personality. And I need to talk to him. I need to connect to him somehow to find out where he is. Can you help me? Okay, okay. Try the tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out. This is horrible tea. It's only red leaf tea. Oh, damn it. Red. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Try the cake. Tommy? Try the cake. It's red velvet. <laughs> oh, good red, white, and blue tea. Just red alone. <laughs> okay, and with that... Um, with that uh, tea faux pas oh. past, the two of you settle down to the business of a seance. Are you red, ready? As ready as, uh, as yeah, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, good. Take a nice deep breath in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hold. And breathe out. Now your friend. You say they aren't human? Are they a machine? Ah, hell. Hell, Dominique. I don't know. He's the most human person I've ever met. But, yeah, he is a mechanical jet. (laughs) 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 All right. Demonique, but that's fine. Sorry. Um, So... I've never contacted the spirit of the machine before, but um, we'll give it a go. So, I want you to imagine your friend in your mind. Take a nice, wonderful, warm feeling, and now I want you to picture him dying before your very eyes. Wonderful. Okay, Lo, can you make a look roll for me, please, to see how successful you are? Look, so that is eight. Um, beautiful. All of a sudden, um, the glaring red colour of this room just fades from sight, and it's just the two of you in a table in an infinite void of blackness. And the little black box sitting in the centre of the table as the focal point starts to glimmer ever so faintly with a slight purple hue. And then suddenly, whoosh, both of your minds are transported um, through time and space into another kind of void, um, something which seems to be everywhere and nowhere at once. And in the center of that void is a figure, tall, well-muscled, well-bred, 
in a green suit, leaning on a question mark staff, a pair of shimmering spectacles atop his nose, and his whole body is pulsating with that orange, with that purple plasmid energy, which you have seen shimmering around danger zone time and time again. For the briefest moment, those eyes seem to be looking straight at you and then the vision ends and you're back in the red room again, as red as it ever was. That's, that, that, that must be the guy who's got danger zone. Who is it? Dunno. Good work. <laughs> Strong work, Rick. God. Well, how do we get to him? Well, I, I mean, I've, have, have, I got a, have, have I still got the, the, the time travel device that I got from the, the high school place? You do. It is probably right now at the wreckage of the hot air balloon, but it's an easy enough place to get to. Can, can we go back there, Dominique? Could, could you join me and help me if I need to contact that person again to find out where Danger Zone is? On one condition. You get my name right. Demonique. Demonique. De- oh, my God. Demonique. Denise. It's your best friend. <laughs> I'll settle for Dee Dee. We're saying the same thing. I can't. <laughs> okay, right, Rick. I'm just. Let's go. I'm, I'm, Paranorman, pack me a lunch. And let's find my best friend. Oh God, in a weird way, am I doing this? I feel like already there's a little voice going. It would be so easy. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of you arrive at the broken wicker and punctured balloon of the dirigible that you were flying only a day ago up into the skies of London. So. DD, I've got the black box which has Danger Zone's sentience in. Hopefully we can revive that. I've got the time travel uh, device that hopefully we can use to jump between a few dimensions to get him back. But those places I've been, those people I've seen, they're powerful. And I'm a mere human. So I need to construct my own suit from the wreckage of my best friend. (laughs) Dun, dun. Might just have a record watching a man get chased. Oh, good God. Ah, yes. It's lovely, dear. When you've got to make a Halloween costume at the last minute. Oh, that's good audio. That's going to be wonderful audio. Now, Crinkle Thunder. <laughs> uh, and with Rick Thunder now wearing the uh, repurposed corpse of his best friend. <laughs> um, you hit the button on the interdimensional device and shimmer into space and time itself. It is high noon. Yeehaw! <laughs> In a little sheep town, just oh, some two, three miles out from the town of Grappler's Gulch, the sun burns high in the sky, the tumbleweed blows across the street, the stores are quiet, the sheep are sleeping, no one here has a worry in the world, no one here notices the gang and no good hoodlums who are gathering outside the United Bullion Bank. Luke, please, can you describe the bunch of no-good some bitches who are waiting here? What you see is the most feared man in all of Colorado. 
Mad Dog McCree and his gang of shit kickers. <laughs> we here to rob bank. Um, can you please tell us uh, your gang and who they are? Of course I can. Everyone knows the fearsome shit kickers around these airports. No teeth, Terry. No ears, Earl. No nose, Noel. No arms, Andy. And just fine, Justin. Although, who knows how long he'll be just fine. If you catch my drift, I like to kill people. <laughs> I couldn't even remember my husband. Good work. I have it written down here on my second <laughs> monitor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it is mere minutes away from uh, from five past high noon, the agreed upon time where you and your gang are going to rob this bank. Uh, what are the last words you say to, uh, what is this sort of rousing gangly dis- uh, speech or words you're going to say to your gang? before you do the job you came here to do. You see no teeth Terry over there? Don't fuck it up or you'll be just like him. Suddenly there is a burst of um, purple and blue energy and whoom! What tarnation? Uh, the, sands, the sand is, is launched up into the air, um, blinding you temporarily. As it settles, you find yourself looking at three members of your gang, sort of scrabbling for their revolvers, like looking around like spitting at everything they can find. Um, however, two seem to have been flattened by the arrival of two unexpected visitors. A handsome, <laughs> a handsome man in a really quite macabre <laughs> metal suit um, and a well-to-do lady, ex- evidently of excellent breeding. Uh, first, uh, Mad Dog, which two members of your gang have been KO'd by the sudden arrival and who's left? Uh, I would, no arms, Andy, uh, got taken out, and uh, no nose, Noel, unfortunately, got taken oh, out of the group. Noel. <laughs> I know, I liked Noel. <laughs> he was a good one as well. Uh, Rick and uh, Demonique, you have arrived suddenly in a cloud of sand in the old west. Danger zone! Ah, damn it. No! Worth a go. I've, I've landed and... on someone. Well... Maybe if you tried it a bit more gracefully, it wouldn't be in such a shitty. Hello, my name's Dominique. What's yours, dear? Oh, I think that's much of your business around here. Everyone knows who I am. Well, which is I kind don't. of a double negative. Yes. So if you wouldn't mind, what's your name, dear? Name's Mad Dog. Oh, lovely. Mad, like a pooch. Mad Dog McCree. No, no, not like a pooch. But who, who the fuck might you be? <laughs> <laughs> and what's this here? It's all this dust and all this purple <laughs> nonsense and this strange man and his seemingly metal corpse around his body there. Well, I'm Dominique. Um, I'm, I'm a very, very well-to-do, awesome, established socialite um, and a medium, I know, quite impressive. And this man dressed in a trash bin is, is Rick. Thunder. I'm Rick Thunder. This is Daria. <laughs> We're here to save my friend. Do we know each other? You look a lot like that earwig lady. I want to snoo her. Ooh, earwigs. Lovely. No, 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 sadly. It's all my actual natural hair. Oh, one, of your gang, one of your gang pipes up and says, uh, Boss, it's, it's four past high noon. Are we, 
what, what are we going to do? We, we, this is our, our one and only chance to get this gold. And we're down two men. You're absolutely right, Justin. I've been distracted here by this very, very handsome man and this odd looking lady over here. But we got banks to rob, so if you don't mind, quietly fuck off. We're busy. I was going to say, you're two people down. Hey, 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 D- Daria, Daria, what sidebar for a moment. I think I've seen this guy before. He's a bit, he's, he's aggressive, but he gets the job done. Um, I think he might be a good person to have on our side. Wonderful. But we'll keep an eye on him. So maybe we can convince him to join our gang, get back danger zone. Wonderful. Well, how are we going to convince him, dear? idea that just popped into my head nothing that you said nothing that i've said at we all. could volunteer to be the people in his gang no shit the bed that sounds like a wonderful idea <laughs> so what say pretty boy you want to go get some gold want to be a man you want to join the shit kickers yes let's help him <laughs> okay it's your gang it's your robbery take the lead mad dog well, it's very very simple we watch this bank, we watch the money go in. When the money goes in, we then get our guns out, and we go in, and we start shooting up the place, and then we take the gold, and then we come out again, and then the gold will be out, we'll have the gold. And then we'll get on our horses <laughs> and we'll, then we'll, we'll go. It's a very simple plan. Sounds a bit messy. Might I suggest an alternative? Me- messy? I know. Are you trying to take over here, little Missy? Okay, don't worry, McPuppy Face. We're absolutely fine. What I need you to bear in mind is that maybe I have an alternative. You know, I have a gift and I think I can use it. What now? What kind of gift might you have that's better than just going in and shooting people? (laughs) Well, I can go in and possibly convince someone just to give us the money. Wouldn't that be fun? Do people die when you do that? No, but you can shoot whoever you like after. How about that? Deal, I like it. She's <laughs> wonderful. So now I will do this on one condition. Feels like Name I'm doing all the price. legwork on this, Rick, but that's fine. <laughs> Name your price. You sound like a sharp man. If we do this, we need your sharp brains and strong good looks on a team to take on the biggest, scariest villain of all. How do you feel? Do I get to kill him? Ricky Ruse? Oh, Ricky Ruse. Sorry, can yes. you, you use, use my name. I get no. confused if you don't use my actual name. Uh, mm. You sure can kill him um, after I'm done with him. Shooting a corpse? I ain't done that since last week. It was quite the tickle, actually. Oh, fuck it, I'm in. Sounds fun. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And with that, we see the um, carriage arrive now down the high street, um, the, the stagecoach carrying the bullion. Trundles down the high street, trundles across the sand, settles outside the United Bullion Bank, and immediately a bunch of bank hands make their way out of the building to start loading this gold in. Um, they load it in piece by piece by piece until all the gold is inside. Um, feel free to interrupt at any point you need to. And once they're done, they simply make their way back to the stagecoach, saddle up, and ride back out of town. Now, Miss Demonique, I believe this is where you step in. But if things go sideways, you just give me a little holler, and I'll come in here and shoot someone. That's what I do. Thank you, Nook Wiener. Um, so, I very, uh, very wander in, happy as Larry, say hello to everyone. And considering it's actually not that two different time difference, I actually look kind of like I fit in. I'm the right clothing. It's kind of Victorian and Shea So I'm like, I fit right in. I just sound kind of a, a different with an accent like this, which Americans love an English accent. So that's fine. Um, so I wander in and I just go straight up to the counter and I have uh, just feel my beautiful inner voice just crawl into me and I do my best to throw her into a person behind the counter to possess them and they will go get the money for me. Okay, so outside, um, Rick, uh, Mad Dog, your gang are all just watching in disbelief as this woman uh, saunters inside. Uh, Lo, that's a look roll from you. This was my idea, by the way, McCree. Eight. Oh, no, nine plus one. Grand, yeah, you immediately shoot inside the body of Nebins Smith. Small man, loves his job, <laughs> um, has no life outside of it, just loves admin and paperwork, and you are now inside his body. So I'm inside his body, so it's not me, it's my other half, bless her, she's an absolute babe. And he just grumbles over to the gold, He's, she, just, he, she gets inside his body, he's like, pick up the gold. <laughs> so he goes over, picks over the gold, and picks up as much as his hands can carry. And then she says, place it on the counter. And then she, he places it on the counter. And Demonique just politely says, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful doing business with you. And then I just scoop it all up. Then I saunter out like no one's business. Okay, so that's quite a lot of gold that you're able to scoop up 
a certain amount of a very heavy metal um, in your dress, but there's, yeah, there's a fair amount of gold. So it's going to take a few more people to get the rest of it out. Um, but Mad Dog, Rick, you see, and the rest of the gang see Demonique leave the bank with some gold bullion um, in her dress, like an apple pie. Boys, help her out! Help her out! Let's get her out of here! Oh, wonderful. Thank you, boys. So kind. So many gentlemen around these parts. See, Rick? So many lovely people. Hey! Hey! You there! Stop! Stop! Stop what you're doing right now! It's the familiar gravelly voice of the local town sheriff who was out for his afternoon cigarette leaning on the wooden post in front of his office and suddenly sees a woman he's never met before carrying lumps of gold bullion out in her dress and then a gang of the ugliest looking reprobates and a man in a weird metal suit um, rush inside the bank after her. Deputies! Deputies! We got ourselves a robbery! And two young men in very clean waistcoats uh, speed out from this sheriff's office and they all rush towards the bank where you and the gang are. What are you doing? Boys, law enforcement's here. Start shooting. Uh, give me a look roll for your men. Look is zero. And it is a seven. That, that's enough to peg one of the deputies right in the neck, straight through the Adam's apple and out the back end. He wheezes and then, boof, lands on his back. Uh, Rick, what are you doing? I've realized I can't move in, in the robot suits. I uh, haven't actually moved since we got here. Since I put it on, we time jumped. And, and it's all so heavy because it was just big planks of metal. Thought it would just would work, but it hasn't. Okay. So I just stand there and I yell, get behind me, use me for cover. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say that can be a, a look roll because you're wearing your best friend to see if you can be sufficient cover. Um, Zero. <laughs> seven. Seven, just about, yeah. Um, it's quite a clunky suit and the three conscious members of Mad Dog's get behind you and they just start basically peering out from behind a shoulder or under a thigh, firing off a couple of shots and they're going out of time to keep the sheriff's men at bay. Where are we going to put this? I've only got as far as getting it out. Where do we go, dear? We'll get to my horses. We just need to get out of town quick. We need to deal with these lot first. I'm pulling out my gun. And I'm going to start shooting at the sheriff. Uh, give me a, give me a real roll for that. Yeah. What? What am I roll? My real is minus one. Uh, it's still a seven. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> you take out another deputy, and it's just the sheriff now who's sort of ducking behind um, the the rocking chair outside his office. Uh, the wood is not as good cover as a giant metal suit. Um, you've you got him pinned down, basically, between um, with the loss of his two deputies and with the rest of the gang safely ensconced behind Metallic Rick Thunder. You have him pinned down. Um, get out of here, boys. We need to get moving. <laughs> um, are you going to grab any more gold? Are you just going to peg it? No. We've got the gold um, we need. I think we're all we need, um, but it's too heavy for me to carry. Can I just um, get a piggyback on the guy behind the counter, Nez? Nes uh, Nesbitt, uh, I think. Nesbitt Smith. Nesbitt. Ne Nebins. Yeah. Nebins, that's it. <laughs> I can't run, so I need to ride someone. So is that okay? That's absolutely fine. Give me a... Um, give me... I guess it's a... <laughs> I guess it's a look roll. Nebins yeah. roll. Oh. Nebins roll. <laughs> Love a Nebins roll. What's your Nebins? <laughs> I can't believe this is when I get... <laughs> Nevins roll! Nevins, come um, through, Nevins! Um, so, Hi-ho, Nevins! <laughs> um, as, as soon as you jump on Nevins' back, he just squats down, tenses his muscles, and his bank uniform bursts off his chest to reveal an incredibly toned athletic body. He gets down on all fours on his hands and knees, um, waits for you to sort of get up on his back, um, and then just... <laughs> 
um, makes almost like a really <laughs> noise. Um, and then just strebins. and then just gallops outside. So, um, yeah. Oh, be um, darned! Loaded them up like a pack horse. <laughs> That's the craziest shit I've ever seen. And I've literally seen a man who thinks he's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the gang are still keeping the sheriff at bay behind Rick, standing there steadfast as a metallic shield. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Mad Dog, you're carrying as much gold as you can, and the rest is basically loaded up on the back of Nebbins, who is running <laughs> like, a, like a prize thoroughbred straight out of the bank um, and straight towards where the horses are all tied up. Um, next carry me? Because I can't move. Make, make an, <laughs> no. I'm going to have to drag <laughs> okay. you if you're not. If I'm going to move, I'm going to have to drag you with me. Okay, give me a power roll to see if you can drag Rick. Oh man, minus one. Fucking hell. Um, minus one is man, I seven again. Six, one, seven. six and two. Just about. It takes you and also the combined efforts of the rest of your gang, still using him as a human shield as they drag him, <laughs> to drag the metallic heavy body of Rick Thunder through like the sand. Wait here, guys. I feel like a nice contributor. Got a good hat though. <laughs> until you make it, on your hat. Until you make it back I to the horses. The guy. <laughs> Did the squash guy's hat? <laughs> I knew I recognized that hat. <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah, you you no. make it back to where the horses are tied up, and the remainder of your unconscious gang is still resting, um, safely away from the sheriff. At this point, the rest of the gang start unloading the gold. Yeehaw! <laughs> and um, couldn't have gone any better, boys. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pete. Honestly, it went down exactly as I thought it would. Uh, Nebbins <laughs> drops down to his knees to allow you to get off his back. Thank you, Nebbins. Do <laughs> <laughs> we not get to keep him? <laughs> Tell you what, man. Um, give me a give me a look roll. I'm going to need a hard success, and we'll see what happens. <gasps> He's a wild Nebbins now. Uh, it's an eight. It's an eight. <laughs> um, Nebbins. I could re-roll. Is Nebbins worth a finger? No. <laughs> You're cool. Excuse me. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could quit you, Nebbins. <laughs> okay. Nebbins, um, Nebbins having uh, help, helped unload the gold from his own back, um, walks up to you oh, on all fours still and bows his head, um, scrapes his feet across the ground um, and then just gives you a sort of a, that kind of look of respect and affection that only a horse can give um, as the uh, Chip's time travel <laughs> cube starts to glow blue again as Rick gets back close to it. Cool. Oh, it's it's gonna it's gonna go. So is Nebbins coming? Was that a respect of a look of respect and I'll follow you wherever through time? Um, <laughs> that is a look of respect from Nebbins, but I'm afraid that needed to be a hard success. <laughs> Damn, so we'll see what happens. Look of ultimately of a bank manager. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rick Thunder, seeing someone making friends with a horse. Painful. Quick, everyone, help drag me over to this box. <laughs> what box is this? Go on without me and carry this... me with you. <laughs> Hell's up with this box, man. Um, so the gang is able to get you close enough to it, and then that blue light coming from the box gets brighter and brighter, and then whoosh, all of a sudden, all you see is blinding blue light, and then the light is gone. And Rick. Mad Dog, Demonique, you find yourselves in another 
unfamiliar place. You see a large and liquor-stained armchair in a large and liquor-stained drawing room, littered with piles of electronics and machinery. On the wall above the dilapidated fireplace is a faded painting of a very serious, very imposing-looking man. A corroded brass plaque beneath it is engraved with the words, Life isn't fair. Seated in this armchair, you see the one, the only, the black sheep of the robotics scene. Piston Fairmont, with a whiskey in his hand, uh, he, he throws it back aghast to see uh, the time travellers who've materialised in his rather dilapidated, uh, run-down uh, manner. There are robots uh, everywhere. Um, uh, empty whiskey bottles, uh, cables snaking all the way up the wall to the ceiling, which has a mechanism on it. And Piston, um, he's, you know, he, he grabs his uh, screwdriver, which he carries with him. He's, he's completely stained from head to toe in grease. And he says, who the devil are you? Where the hell are we? Where is this place? This is the year 3000. I've been here before. My name's Rick Thunder Piston Fairmont. And we need your help. My God, is that a, a robot man? My, you've, you found a way to symbiosis yourself with this, with this metal suit. You're, you're what I've been searching for. Ah, I, I will get it back. I will reclaim my legacy. Uh, please, please, uh, tell me, tell me. How, how, do, how have you formed symbiosis with this metal robo-suit? He fell in a bin. So I, I pretty much just, it was a lot of gaffer tape. And gaffer tape, gaffer tape, and just parts of my old jet. A jet, and now now I am somewhat Uh, stuck in it. But what you could do, I I did manage to make a mech sentient, a jet sentient. That's exactly what I'm looking for. So it might not be symbiosis, but if you help me turn this really quite encumbersome suit into something more effective. I can tell you how you can make robots think. Yes. And finally, the name Fairmont. It will mean something again, Father. You will be proud. I I will bring our name back to prominence. And we will finally eclipse that damn Alexi Tetris. Uh, Fine. But but, uh, you see, I, I see three of you. Right. Now, I'll help you if you help me. Looking at my stopwatch, uh, it's time. My experiments. If you help me with this experiment, I'll help you do whatever it is you need me to do. Understand? Yeah. Right. No. What is the experiment? You there. Ah, enchanté, mademoiselle. I take a hand and plant a greasy kiss upon it. Um, I need you to stand over here, and when I say go, I need you to flick this power switch. You, um, the man with the the hat, you seem... uh, Brawny, as they say, you seem to have some uh, some meat going on underneath those sleeves, eh? Uh, I need you um, to pull this uh, winch here. Can you do that for me? Uh, I'm. So- Who are you? Why was this place? The hell's a robot? What's a? My what, name what is-, is Piston Fairmont, formerly a Fairmont robotics. I used to be the wealthiest man in the world. I am the son of the father of robotics. 
Damn, I didn't ask for your life story, man. I just want to know where the you hell did. I am. No, you did, though. You did. So Thunder, I... Thunder, what is this place? Where the hell are you taking me? What happened to my gold? There's even more gold here, uh, McCree. Yeah. You got gold. You got the gold. The winch. I got the the winch. I got it. Then get me that gold. (laughs) And it looks like you conduct electricity, my old metallic friend. So I'm going to ask you to hold these two cables. Yes, the storm is reaching its apex. It's almost time. Now you see, uh, things have been a little bit lean in the Fairmont uh, family for a while. So uh, we have uh, unfortunately lost uh, a little bit of the uh, the old electric bill. So we're going to have to do this the old fashioned way. Uh, Mad dog, was it? Please, the winch. It's almost time. Uh, give me a power roll on that winch, Mad dog hit my arm on the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> really Soldier hard. Soldier up, Mad Dog. Uh, oh, Smeg. Uh, that'll be um, four. Mad Dog, Jesus Christ. Um, Sorry, Mad man. Dog, my elbow. Is, uh, th- this is a winch that, like most of the stuff you designed, is, is normally the kind of manual labor that would be performed by robots in the year 3000. So it's a little bit much for Mad Dog to do on his own. Uh, uh, are my boys with me? Um, unfortunately, no. Just the three oh, of you made man. it through. No boys. No, <laughs> no, no bank clerk come horse, I'm afraid, either. I say, well, I mean, I really should be on hand to do the last minute tinkerings with the, with the machines as they, sp- as they come to light. But no, tell you what. Help me, help uh, me get I, it started. I'll help you. I'll help you. And I grab and I also try and pull the winch. Okay, both of you make a power roll as long as one of you succeeds, I'm happy. All right, my power is minus one, of course. Uh, but that is seven. Nine. Um, perfect, yeah. It, it seems um, having to compete against another man has, has riled up um, uh, Mad Dog's hackles and a new sort of burst of adrenaline courses through your arms as the two of you successfully pull that winch. Uh, so the, the roof above me opens and thunder and lightning fill the sky. Uh, you can see that as the roof parts, all of these cables that have been sneaking, uh, snaking up the walls uh, all coalesce around this um, pylon that reaches uh, high, high above the manor into the heavens. I look at my watch, yes. Yes, it's almost time. Uh, you have that, you have it. Now, when the lightning strikes, uh, Demonique, was it? Yes, yes. Demonique, I'm going to need you to flick the switch and then, finally, I'll have them again. My robo boys, my wrestlers, I will have them back. And you, um, as as a sort of lightning um, goes off uh, above us, you can sort of see in the darkness um, lots and lots of mechanical uh, wrestlers dotted around the room. You have a uh, macho mandroid Ramdy Savage. Uh, you have Y3J, uh, John Botsley, uh, Kane Frame, Cyborg Lesnar, Bionic Jackson, Stone Cold Steve Automaton, and Brian Cage. Ah, lightning uh, <laughs> is striking. Um, lightning strikes the pylon, I guess. Do I need um, to hand over to you, Tom? Uh, so what, what is exactly that you need Demonic to do? Uh, when the lightning reaches her, travels through um, Rick Thunder's metal frame and reaches um, this kind of big control unit, that's when I'm going to need um, Demonique to hit the uh, switch at just the right time to breathe life into my boys. We're doing this the old-fashioned way. So um, 
Mad Dog's done his part. Rick, I'm going to need a power roll from you to withstand this electricity, and I'm going to need a work roll from Demonique um, to get that timing absolutely right. Um, my power's <laughs> minus two. Hey! Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> um, and Demonique, what did you get? Uh, well, I've got a six. Six, okay. <laughs> so the help the, these days. Um, so, yeah, the, these the lightning clouds... Was fine which have gathered um, above this laboratory, darken, rub against each other, and there is an almighty crack a as a bolt of lightning shoots straight down into the laboratory and passes through the metal, through the metallic armor of uh, Rick Thunder. Um, however, this amount of force is more than a man who's had a busy day is able to quite put up with, and you lose your footing, you lose your balance slightly, and rogue sparks of lightning start to jet off across the room. Um, Demonique, with the lightning not behaving as it should do, um, no matter how precise you are, the, there's no way to time exactly when that switch should be switched. And as you switch it, there is a huge eruption of electric energy from the center of the room around Rick as bolts of lightning shoot out across the lab um, into robot after robot after robot after robot after robot. <laughs> No, it's too powerful. I need the converter. Oh, no. A huge whir of metal and cogs and buzzing electricity as an army of wrestling robots rise into life and all immediately turn their eyes on you, Piston, and start advancing towards you. What are you all doing? Thunder, you got that... Time thinking, but can you get us out of here? I'm, I'm currently on the floor, immobile. <laughs> but uh, get it, your it's yellow belly ass up! It's, it's, I can't move it. It's, it's over there. It's by the... DD had it. Uh, I don't mean to sound uncouth, but did any of you bring any weapons? I got my gun. Got me. Um, no time like the present then, old boy. Well, um, you get the time who to dig it, and now I'll go and shoot something. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, go and go and go and shoot something, uh, Mad Dog. Give me a real roll. Yeah, I really start to do some work. Um, a real is minus one. That'll be four. Unfortunately, oh, your old timey revolver is just not enough to penetrate these metal bodies, and it ricochets Shit. off these um these robots. <laughs> these robots who strangely aren't moving erratically and um randomly, but seem to be working in perfect, organised unison. They step at the same time. They move their left arm at the same time. Their heads turn to focus and follow Piston as he moves around the room at the same time. They do uh, Rick, and hurts. <laughs> Rick, um, can you give me a power roll to try and get up, oh, please? <laughs> Minus two on power. My man, I don't really regret putting this on. Ah, oh, three. <laughs> <laughs> You're still stuck. Demonique, what are you doing? I'm getting just increasingly frustrated. I go get the box and I just put it next to him being like, sort this out. And then I just go into myself and I take a deep breath in and I ask her to come out and I try and bring out my demon so that I can just rip the shit out of whatever is happening. Uh, give, me a, give me a look roll to summon your demon. Yay. It's the four. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what a we'll, say that, we'll say that your demon does make it out of, make it out of your body. Um, are you trying to are you trying to send the demon from your body? Or are you trying to have it um, basically 
transform you at this point in time? Are you, are you kind of channeling oh, I would like it to transform me so that I can rip heads off robots. I imagine okay. she can give me that kind of strength. Yeah, you, you, are, you are able to channel her. Um, but again, just like, just like the, the weapons of the past are no good against these robots, at this point in time, the ferocious animal energy of your other half can't seem to penetrate these metallic hides. And they just, not even really seeming to want to hurt either you or to hurt Mad Dog, just push the two of you aside and advance closer and closer on Piston. All red robotic eyes glowing at him directly, piercingly. Uh, quickly, I need, I need an action from every one of you again. Mad Dog. I'm, I'm still just shooting. I don't know any better. Make, make, make another real roll then. <laughs> Who are you I don't know any better. Stop <laughs> uh, firing until your guns are empty. Uh, there'll be three. Fuck me! <laughs> okay. That's, that's oh another bit of ricochets as the robot just ignores you. Ah! Um, Rick, Demonique has placed the device next to you at this point in time. I've given you the thing. I'm going to headbutt it. I'm what? Headbutt it to, well, well, it's because my, I haven't got oh, any arms. I've just tell me what you need doing. Tell oh, me what you need I doing. press the button. There's a button on it. I'm going to headbutt it. Give me a work roll on that. Come on, oh, work roll. Oh, my God. God. Plus one. Oh, 11. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> And at the same time, what are you doing, Oosh. Demonique? Um, at the same time, I am just bloody hell. Um, just getting increasingly frustrated, uh, and God, I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm, just, oh, I'm trying to push him up. I'm trying to get him back in up. There Give me a go. power roll then. Uh, actually, seven. Seven. Um... Oh, six. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you you try and try and try and push, but unfortunately, the heavy metallic suit that Rick Thunder willingly put on his body <laughs> has made him still completely and utterly useless. Um, but his head is free, uh, and oh. you are with, with that number able to bash your head. Um, against this device just as a heavy metallic buzzsaw hand advances on Piston. Um, Piston, what are you doing in this last moment? I am going to have one last look uh, at my father's portrait and remember the, the final words that he said to me on his, on his deathbed after I'd blown the family fortune and condemned the Fairmonts to uh, a life of ignominy and scandal. Uh, he, he said to me uh, that life wasn't fair. As Rick Thunder's head connects with the device, once again, there is a blinding flash of blue light garnished with, orange, with, garnished with purple time energy. And you're gone from the future. And then suddenly, as your new surroundings settle, all is quiet. The sounds of robotic chaos are gone, replaced by the low hum of older cruder machinery you are in a laboratory one that depending on the dimension you are from will seem either too primitive too futuristic or just right surrounded by spectrographs and x-ray machines you notice a sign above the door experimental physics laboratory grap valley university Ooh, stranger i see you've made it back and you see standing in the doorframe the colourful braces, colourful socks and wiry, lean body of Chip, um, chief science nerd from Grap Valley High. You old son of a bitch. Oh, great <laughs> to see you. We've been using this time, time device you gave me with the science and it must have taken us back here because we're in a panic, I guess. I presumably you can help us. I'm trying to find my best friend. Do you remember my car? 
Stranger, are you telling me your car was your best friend? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, stranger things have happened. He pushes his glasses up his nose. So, uh, I imagine you're a man, well, with <laughs> very little time. So what can I do for you? Well, me and my new friends, uh, this is uh, Mad Dog McCree, Piston Fairmutt, and Daria. Uh, Daria... Daria Dennis is her name, I think. That's right. We, 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 we need to get to find the person who, who took the life force of my best friend, Danger Zone. Well, I'm sure there's uh, something uh, I can do. Uh, he looks over at you, uh, Piston, and sees like a little screwdriver sticking out of your waistcoat pocket. Oh, you look like a man of science. Um, mm, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a damn good shot. Give me the box and I'll, uh, well, it is my baby. It is my creation. If anyone can figure out how to use this thing more precisely, it's old chip. Yes, and if you uh, wouldn't mind, uh, I'm a little bit more at home with all these gizmos and doodads, a bit primitive. Perhaps I could impart some of my uh, knowledge and we can get this done a little bit faster. Sounds good to me, friend. Uh, Rick, this may take a little while. Um, do you want to pass the time? I know you're a, I know you're a lover of the arts. There's a, a play going on just across the <laughs> hall in the theatre. <laughs> Mad Dog and Dee Dee, can you wheel me over to the theatre, please? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> can I possess him for a second, please? Um, make, a, make a look roll against Rick Thunder's reel. I've done mine. Done mine. What was, what was yours? Uh, actually, let, let's, let's hear um, your look first, and then we'll hear Rick's. Oh, okay, so that is plus one. Eleven. Ah, oh, seven. Um, shoop. You're instantly inside um, the body of Rick Thunder. Um, it's, it's not doing a lot of moving right now, but one thing you do immediately sense as you get inside there is a deep, deep sadness. And the sense of a man who's doing everything he can to keep it hidden from those around him. I know you're upset. I know you've got a lot on your plate. But I've done a lot of work here today. If you don't get my name right, I'm going to bash your metal head against the wall. Is that clear? Demonique. 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 Perfect. Thank you, Demonique. Honestly, okay. you're a real help. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't tell everyone else when you're outside of my head. Okay, um, it's absolutely fine. Do you need a biscuit? I've got lunch still with me, remember? Uh, can you? Yeah, you a biscuit okay. and a cup of tea. And Do you know what sandwich. I think I have? Yeah, I think it's cucumbers. I'm right. Yeah, that'll be okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, I'm going to get out now. Okay, I don't want to be inside you anymore. Sorry, right. Demonique. No, it's okay. Good boy. It's fine. Lots of love. <laughs> I pop out. And you are back in the lab. <laughs> Hand him a sandwich. That, uh, why do you give me this sandwich? I don't need your help. Ugh. Thank you. Okay. Um. Well, I. It looks like you're not going anywhere particularly fast in that suit. Why don't you leave the old metal shell with me and my new friend here and we'll see if we can do something about speeding it up for you. Uh, I, I, think that, I think the show's already started. You better rush if you want to catch the, uh, catch the good stuff. Can you crack me out of it then? Yes, I'll crack you out of it. And very quickly and effortlessly, with, with, with Piston's help, <laughs> the two managed to get the suit off you. And um, that sort of crinkling sound, which... <laughs> Everyone's been hearing for a while. Disappears for a while. Yeah, yeah you better rush. What's a play? 
Um, so uh, <laughs> you speed across across he campus. Had plays back then, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know banks and shooting. <laughs> <laughs> you speed across the campus um, as quickly as you can. Uh, you go through the door so fast you don't even have time to see what's on. And as soon as you get inside, Laurie, can you please describe for us the scene? Um, Rick is walking into. It's a school auditorium that's been uh, decked out with uh, sort of thick drapings, uh, almost like a bazaar, um, that sort of lead down to where all the seating is. On stage, under the spotlights are two figures. Behind them paint, are painted scenes of uh, desert landscapes and a cave in the shape of uh, a jaguar's mouth and okay. uh, a huge castle. And on stage, in the center, uh, atop a sort of like wooden balcony that's been wheeled on, stands Amelia Dramica, dressed mm. in a uh, blue sort of pantsuit. Uh, and across from her is a figure dressed in sort of uh, baggy robes and with a big turban on his head. And Amelia says, Who, Who's there? It's me, Prince Ali. I do not want to see you. No, no, please, princess, give me a chance. Oh. Oh. And at this point, you can see that Amelia is getting a bit frustrated. She says, uh, why would I give you a chance? I mean, I'm the important one. People come from miles around to see me. The entirety of Grab Valley is here to see me. And you think you could just flutter in here on your magic carpet and make everyone pay attention? Because, because what? Because you're the you're the lead, you're you're a man, and you call me princess. I'm not a princess, darling. I'm a drama queen. Uh, Amelia, you're you're going off script. Just sing your pathetic little song. I can show you the world <laughs> Shining, shimmering, splendid Tell me, princess, now when did you last? Take a mat carpet pay, 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 pay attention you're a, bit, you're a bit pitchy I can open your eyes Take you wonder by wonder Over, sideways and under On a... Amelia! What? On a magic carpet ride A whole new... Well... A whole... And you... Oh, uh, no, no, enough of this, enough of this. I have been dealing with this prima donna behavior for the last three months and I have had it up to here. I am done, I am done, I am done with this. And you see the um, tall, broad-shoulder figure, a figure you recognize as Bard from the tag team The Method, a man that you clashed with in the ring um, back in classroom brawler wrestling, storm off the stage, storm through the auditorium and leave, leaving Amelia on her own in the middle <laughs> of the stage, halfway through a song. Well, um, a, a break, break, break in the fourth wall, darlings. Uh, as you can see, uh, Aladdin can hack it um, under the pressure. So uh, we've kind of, well, we could either do the whole thing with just me or... Does anybody else want to come and try being Aladdin? And I pick up the turban that he's dropped on the floor and I offer it out. 
guys, guys, I, I literally it just came out in the cinema before I got thrown, thrown through the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. It's called Aladdin. It's really good. It's got cracking songs. So I think Mad Dog should go up there. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mad Dog should go up there as well. I mean, that does look like fun, right? <laughs> It does, Mad Dog. You should definitely do it. Flying carpets? Oh, what a magical little world it sounds like. What are carpets? Almost a whole new world, one might say. No way. A whole new world. I the sound of that. You should write that one down. I know. Uh, I'm just going to crack. I, I, I guess I've sort of heard them talking in the back, uh, whispering. You're not exactly um, being very subtle over there. Are you coming up or not? I am, ma'am. Absolutely. Not, not wait, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, on one condition. Who's the Johnny, Johnny Depp sort of character? My, my name's Mad Dog, or might your name be? My name is Amelia Dramaker, the finest performer in all of Grap Valley. What, what are you here for? Why do you want to be in I, this play? I can see that I was taken aback by your fantastic performance out there. I thought <laughs> it was absolutely... You stopped. Oh, it was wonderful. We save the accolades for afterwards, darling. The audience are getting really restless at the point. A couple of you have actually got up and started to leave um, due to this hiatus. Sit your floor. ass down or I'll shoot you where you stand. <laughs> uh, give me a look roll. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Ah. They immediately sit down just straight on the floor, like cross-legged on the floor, right where they are, um, and shut up. And their eyes like fixed to the stage. What? are you doing here your little ragtag group of performers doing some what are you doing like a, a troupe that does you seem to be doing a roving performance of oklahoma cross with my fair lady and the tin man perhaps my, my name's mad dog that over there is a man who was in love with a jet that over there is a lady who i think might be a witch there is a man who does machines in another room, and apparently this this thunder fella here travels through time. Well, well <laughs> pretty much all mm. caught up. <laughs> Get yeah, on yeah, with the show. Did I say? It's quite a lot of exposition. I want to hear from you. If I want to hear from you, man, I would shoot you so you would holler. Okay. Mad dog, mad dog. Can can I tell you a tiny secret? before we get into this yeah acting doesn't really do it for me anymore a while ago i had to a while ago i had to uh go through some stuff to get the kind of starring roles that i obviously deserved but you know it involved a bit of shall we say violence and you lot seem to me <laughs> to be on a quest of some sort, on some sort of mission that might involve a bit of excitement and a bit of drama. Let me make you a little pitch of why I should join your slamboree. Fabulous me, Amelia Dramica. I'm strong as ten regular men, take it from me. Cause I've best the drama club boys, a fight's my only true joy. Anyone else I'll destroy, so please take me. And as I'm doing that, she's sort of running around the stage and the chorus are coming in to join in and she's uh, flailing her fists around and as she moves into the uh, finale of the song, she begins high kicking and one by one just nailing the members of the chorus who are singing on stage with the boots <laughs> to the face. Slambory, fabulous me, Amelia Jamik. 
Jessica, the true star and just not some wannabe. So if you listen to the words of my song, you know you need to take me along. I got sweet chin music kicks and figure fours. I'll hit with a chair DDT on the floor with the high spots, heel hooks and cheap shots. So count out the one, two, three and just take along me. And she does this. She's <laughs> the guy who's Aladdin has crept back oh. in. And she's Brain buster. <laughs> Amelia Dramiger, about 10 minutes ago, I made up a new saying. Mm-hmm. You want to come to a whole new world with us? A whole new world? Yeah, I just made it up, right? Fantastic point of view. I'm in. Okay, and with that, we're going to quickly cut back to the lab. Um, Piston, can you tell me how successful you and... In fact, no, give me, give me a, a, either a look or a work role. Uh, that'll be, uh, ah, they're both plus one. All right, let's give it a go. Rag. Uh, that is a seven. Okay. Yeah. T- tell me how, tell me how much progress you made, how good your job on Rick's heavy cumbersome deadweight armor has been. So, uh, it's not a, you know, critical success. Basically I have, I feel like I've lost the ability to create a sentient robot. I feel like I've lost the ability to form that connection between man and machine. However, I have been able to fashion him a rather spiffy, lightweight suit of armor. Thank you. Fully mobile. It has articulation <laughs> and everything. Um, uh, can you also um, explain to me the, the new sort of <laughs> secret high five handshake you and Chip have developed. Okay, it involves, uh, you know, we basically just like uh, juggle our inhalers, uh, swap glasses, <laughs> push them up our nose. Okay, science bros, science bros. I would say with my new friend's help here, I'm very confident that the next time you press this button, you should find yourselves exactly where the interstellar conceptual remains of your best friend robot horse car wolf soul lies <laughs> all you need to no, do is press it's best friend now dog oh, it's best friend yeah, um, okay yeah 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 i'm with you as soon as you press this button you'll be translated you'll be transported to honestly somewhere i have no idea where it is what is all I know is this is if anything remains of your friend, this is where it exists. So if there's anything you'd like to say to each other before you go, now's the time. So I'm joined by a cowboy, a demon powered lady, a tech genius, and a badass drama student now addicted to violence. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds thoroughly irresponsible, darling. That sounds like the sort of team that can not just get me back home, but also get my best friend back. We're coming for you, evil question collector force thing man. Huh? Uh, yourself quite the team. What is it that you call elves? Amelia and friends. Oh, thank God. <laughs> You're the shit kickers. <laughs> <laughs> The Fairmonts. Uh, <laughs> Thunderestimated. <laughs> Rick Thunder and the Lightning. Yeah, the Lightning people. 
that the lightning people <laughs> the lightning family lightning people. we're the lightning people we're the lightning like, family the yes. lightning family oh my god yeah uh, all right well it's canon now says chip and <laughs> presses for you and all of a sudden uh you disappear once again um in a blinding flash of blue light and then when the light settles you find yourself standing in the center of a wrestling ring. Well, well, what time do you call this? <laughs> Welcome to CBW. Welcome to Crisis Between Worlds. That's all for this time on CBW. We'll see you all next time. So, um, what 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 franchise did we base this off? <laughs> um, well, it is, although it is quite clearly based on a very popular um, successful movie franchise. Um, when the players were um, choosing which characters they wanted to return as, everybody picked a heel. So even though it is <laughs> the Avengers in. Um, in sort of broad homage and structure, uh, morally speaking, it's a little more of a Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I could take that. That that seems pretty cool. Um, what, who was there? Anyone who I'm trying to remember who was it that felt the strongest about which character they wanted to bring back? I think it was Luke. Almost straight away, wanted to be Mad Dog. I think he was one of the first people to kind of throw their black hat into the ring. Um, that was obviously a very successful character for him. Um, even though it's sort of like, I, I feel like I probably would have ended up with him anyway. Piston sort of was what I was left with. I think I sort of took a backseat and let other people sort of choose what they wanted to do. It did, it did partly work out where I think the first two or three players to pick their characters and people voiced their preference for who they wanted to play immediately after we'd finished shooting. Um, Cruel Britannia wrestling. I would think of the first of the first two or three players pick characters, and they all just happen to be from different universes. I think you, you did the you did the honourable thing and thought, well, it seems like there's a pattern forming here. There's someone from each world, uh, so you went ahead and picked Piston Fairmont, which I was very pleased about. Piston Fairmont is, and I'll happily go on record saying it. One of one of my favourite characters were all these one shots. I love Piston. Piston is such a, uh, such a uh, what? He's <laughs> Piston is. Well, Piston is a bit of a twat, but Piston is a twat for a reason. I think despite the fact that he is sort of um, billionaire bastard version of Tony Stark, there's an awful lot of uh, depth behind his dickery that comes across in Cyber Battle Wars. And well, when, when Cyber Battle Wars first came out, I mean, you know, again, like we thought we might be doing like two one shots tops at that point. Um, but I, I, I wanted to create a few threads at least that if we ever return for whatever reason to cyber battle wars there was stuff going on and i felt like piston the way you played piston made it very clear that this was an emotionally complex person who if there was room for it had more of a journey to go on so i was really happy to see piston back why did you want to come back as piston other than uh making a nice sort of neat balanced team Piston was the first character i came up with piston bearmont obviously for a lot of our kind of patrons who, who've worked it out um 
a lot of our beloved nerds have worked out that Piston Fairmont is a reference to one of my favorite board games of all time, Mansions of Madness. Preston Fairmont of the um, New Orleans Fairmonts, I think, or something, something like that. He's a upper class, upper class Burke, and basically, I play him all the time whenever we play a new game of Mansions of Madness. Whenever we get a new scenario out of the box, I'm always playing Preston just because of you know the kinship. And so I wanted to, like, as soon as we started talking about robots and robotics, I just remember saying, "Oh, Piston, Piston Fairmont," and I was just like, "Cool, well, that's what that's where I'm going to be from that point on." And yeah, like I've, I, you know, over the course of these many, no rolls bads, of these, of these one shots, uh, I have tried to kind of push myself in terms of characters. You know, I've played a, I've played a man who thinks he's a cow. I've played a hard boiled Alan Partridge style detective. I've played a, a knob out invisible man. Um, but, <laughs> Piston. Easily your most complex character. Yes. Yeah. Piston. <laughs> Piston is, um, yeah, well, the one that's closest to my heart, just in terms of, like, the one I had, the, I think, still, like, the most personal uh, connection with. Uh, is there anyone that didn't join the team that you would have liked to have seen again? That's a very good question. Uh, ooh, I should have really thought about that beforehand. I know you're very happy to see Amelia back. Um, I'm, I, I'm happy, par partly because... Up. Amelia is not be on a super <laughs> despite the fact yeah this is a um this is shaping up to be <laughs> a, a sort of pandimensional um cosmic battle uh yes one of the two members is or oh, um no longer a high schooler she's at Grant Valley University now quite right good point um <laughs> uh she she is perhaps the most over character in all of these one shots Amelia <laughs> Dramica the fans just absolutely loved Amelia, so I'm really happy to see her back. But in terms of returning characters, that's a very good question. Um, is there anyone who you uh, would have liked to have seen again? Well, you know, the Invisible Man story isn't over. Like, obviously, that's <laughs> a lot of narrative. Yes. Um, I, I mean, Laurie's characters are great. Um, I just, it, I, I want to see all of them just for the amount of work uh he would he would put in um i mean like for me i <laughs> any of lowe's any of lowe's horrible monsters um <laughs> would would of course um have been welcome i i kind of am interested to see kind of uh the immortal like if the immortal max max manstead the immortal mass maxwell mass maxwell that's right <laughs> <laughs> um that's a good point actually yeah well mass again mass is a character who uh, whose story is over, but Mass is also a character who, um, yeah, there, there was there was a there was another chapter in my head, a potential second chapter for every character in some Battle Wars story, and yeah, I think Mass. I mean, it, it was it was just really fun seeing Laurie do a do a Hogan impression. Hogan impressions are I've never not enjoyed anybody's Hogan impression, but I really loved Laurie's. I'm very I'm very um, like obviously I'm pleasantly surprised at Frenzy. Uh, isn't there just because obviously like when it first started it was like okay well we're doing a super team it seemed like a a, a nailed on thing that luke was going to do his hulk character but i love yeah it's like i think people have just yeah chosen slightly um out of left field i think of, of all of the of all of the characters chosen i think mine is probably the one with the clearest avengers analogy because he was always meant to be tony stark um and i guess you could argue that maybe demonique uh demonique is scarlet which perhaps um, or more, more, more strange i'm thinking uh 
Dominique is uh, that there is there has never been a, a player who is more dyed in the wool heel than Lola Brow. Uh, and I'm just trying to think if there's a, if there's a Suicide Squad equivalent of Dominique. Uh, oh, there's the Enchantress essentially, yeah. but the Enchantress was the antagonist, wasn't she, in that movie? That well, she started off as um, part of the team. member of the team, and then very quickly, yeah. Um, there was there was a. I'm, I'm glad to see Dominique back, part, partly for balance, partly because. Um, Everyone was so taken aback when uh, Lolo first appeared in Cruel Britannia Wrestling, playing a prim and proper character. People didn't really know what to make of that, I think. And there's something I just noticed rewatching these episodes to get ready for this finale. Um, Ollie, who obviously is, has the maybe the gentlest stomach of all of the team here, um, when Lolo's character started to make her first ring entrance in part one of Cruel Britannia, Ollie was literally hiding behind his hands. <laughs> so fearful was he of what she might come on as. Um, but what, what about the others? Mad Dog, I guess he's a bit of a maybe a, a Captain Boomerang, or <laughs> I'm sure Luke will be very very proud of that comparison. Well, Captain Boomerang was sort of the the the, the lovable rogue of the Suicide Squad, right? I only saw that movie once. Um, nah, not really. I mean, like that's the thing is like lovable is a difficult term for that film. They're all like. <laughs> monsters i mean I, I think of all of them probably will smith was maybe the most lovable he was know. the most he had the strongest moral compass of all of them but okay well, wasn't jay courtney trying to be like the lovable like cheeky chappy I, I don't i don't blame you if you don't remember that film either <laughs> no. i mean i remember like because I, I i'm thinking of like us as sort of the thunderbolts and um mm. mad dog mccree has a sort of um, maybe like bullseye-ish quality, just uh, is obsessed with shooting people. Um, <laughs> and it's supposed to see chaos and destruction and gold. Uh, you know, like almost the anti, an anti-moral compass, having a compass that always points mor morally south. Hearing you say that, wouldn't that have been a good name for the team, the Thunderbolts? <laughs> oh, for <fuck's> sake. <laughs> no, we're the lightning family. <laughs> We should have been the bloody Thunderbolts. <laughs> oh, we're going to get so many comments about that. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, we're not going to top that. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the part one. Uh, obviously, it all comes to an end next week. Um, the it's the season finale, the season wrap on um, the Thunderverse for now. Um, so yes, everything's going to come to a head. It's <laughs> Lightning Family versus the, the Question Protector. Uh, we will see you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. God damn it! <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.